Today is August 21st, but we recorded this on August 20th because we were kind of busy and had to do stuff. So we didn't get the last game, but we're either six and one or five and two on the week. Um, let's talk about the Yankees. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. This guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, how's everyone doing? Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we're all happy on Monday and not upset. We're not sure yet because we're recording this before the last game against the Red Sox. Uh, My name is John Boy. I am coming to you from California, and I'm with my co-host Jake, who's coming to you from Denver. Two transplanted Yankee fans. Second favorite host on the show, Jake Storielli. You're my first favorite. That we're a little timid in the opening because we know even if if there's a loss tonight and the Yanks go five and two on the week, we'd still be sad if we were recording this later, just because yeah. it would be a Red Sox series loss. But yeah, hope we win. Good week so far, five and one, with one game that we should have won. So that kind of hurts, but we're still five and one. Everyone tweeting at me we should be six and oh like yeah i know but let's just celebrate the five and one yeah all right so yesterday was an awesome game scary as hell uh jake and i were both on the girlfriend duty my girlfriend's birthday so we had a fun day you know a little what's that bed bath and beyond if we have enough time was that i don't know was that i don't know if we will that's what you did no, we did. We got breakfast, went for a walk to the farmer's market, got some massages, took a nap, got some sushi. Pretty nice. Went to a movie, then went to this nice place. Live music, wine, cover band. F- cover band called uh, f- The Last Decade. So all they played was 2000s like pop punk nice. covers. Really good. I was sitting there on my like phone. That. Our rule was kind of like an unsaid rule. I was like, I'm going to watch the game on my phone, but I won't tweet about it. Because when I tweet, I get caught up talking to people and then staring at my phone. I snuck a couple right. here and there. Yeah, got to. Crazy game. Yeah, I I went to the Rockies game and I was watching the Yankees game most of the time in the the upper right field bars. If you haven't been to Coors Field, just because I don't know if they did because they're the Rockies or because it's a newer stadium and this is their game plan, but there's two bars up in right field that overlook the stadium and the mountain, and they have all sorts of other sports on, so it's like more so a social event. But the Rockies won, the Yankees won, and I was in Houston for work this week, and I got taken out to the Houston game, so I went to two MLB stadiums this week, so go, go me, go Yanks. Go the ball, actually. Go the ball. Big fan of the ball. Always and forever. All right. Is that all? Let's get into it. We'll talk about the game yesterday. Let's do it. Beat Sale. Let's just get into it. We'll all comment. We got to go through the week. Go through the week. Beat the Mets. I mean, Judge hit. Yeah. Judge hit a massive home run. Went two for four in the night with a crazy home run. Thought he was coming out of it. Flash forward to today. He's not out of it. Uh, we got a Sonny yeah. Gray. Finally, we gave him uh, run run support. Yeah. Four game sweep. It's four game sweep against the Mets. That's four game sweep against any team. That's that's good. Yeah. I know the Mets are sweeps are hard to come being, by. They're being a little bit of the Mets this year, and that's fine. <laughs> and there's there's there a little bit of drama over the Yankees Game of Thrones tweet because everyone's been Games of Thronesing lately. They said bend the knee or whatever, and some people got like mad about that. It's like stop. Uh, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's like cool, but I'm not getting mad. No. No, I don't think if you're bragging again about sweeping the Mets, yeah, I get that part of it. But yeah, it's it's a Game of Thrones reference, and you you're cross town rivals. 
Yeah, and I want on record that I hate when people use the term little brother unironically. Yeah. Like just loserish. Just don't don't <laughs> yeah. honestly call them little brother and don't honestly call the Red Sox Red Sucks thinking yeah. you're like saying something cool or funny or, yeah. or hurtful. You're like sending you're like sending a dagger. <laughs> yeah, no, you're basically waving a flag saying I'm a nerd. <laughs> but so yeah. <laughs> Yanks, five and one, five and one so far. Yeah, it's always good to come out and attack the fan base of the team yeah. you like. It's, everyone loves that. Yeah. Um, that's none of you guys listening, or none of the people that you'll tell listen. So we looked good and beat the Mets the way you should beat the Mets, and you want to beat the Mets. And then, yeah, obviously the brutal loss, which we're gonna uh, do. We dive into that right now because you and me have already talked a bunch about that. No, it's gonna it it'll, it'll come up. Yeah, parts. Let's just get into stuff yeah. that happened this week. We got swinging yep. swinging bunts. Swinging bunts. Little squibber here, swinging bunt. First off, let's do judges' streak first. This is everything anyone's talking about. ESPN, all the talking heads. Yeah. I think it's the most meaningless stat. Now, if you want to say. Judge is slumping and it's a problem. Uh, yeah, correct. Yes. But if you cite the consecutive strikeout streak, like that is the main issue. It's really not. You agree? Yeah. That, that's that's why we've made this a swing bunt because it is getting national attention. And yeah, it's baseball is a game of numbers and, you know, it, it is an interesting one. But it, the strikeout from an offensive standpoint has been so devalued that all these guys swing for the fence on when they hit two strike counts and everything. And baseball went from a, a ground ball or fly ball being a better out than a strikeout. And then Moneyball kind of changed that and said, why would, why do you care? And I, I mean, I, I still get a little angry over this because I think there is value to putting the ball in play, obviously. And I, I think at the pro level, they've literally ignored that. Um, but no, and, and outs and out, the guy still has 37 homers, 80 RBIs. So, yes, he's slumping, strikeout thing, irrelevant. Irrelevant, yeah. Huge non-elephant in the room. No one, if you, like, if you really care, you really think that that is the issue. It's not, it's more, there's a lot of stuff going wrong. I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. later. But for right now, the strikeout streak means nothing. Don't care. I wrote a blog about it, and I basically said if one of those days – in between, he went 0 for 4 with four pop-outs to the catcher. That would be like basically the same or worse day than 0 for 4 with one strikeout. And it would and it would break the streak. And no one would talk about it. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Um, if a Red Sox fan comes at you for that, just be like, no, okay, so you don't you don't you wouldn't want Judge on your team. <laughs> Red, like, say something like that. Red Sox fan did. Just, Sheehan from uh the, yeah. that we had on this show said it. I tweeted at him. I said, Sheehan, you're smart enough to know that that is meaningless. Got no reply. So I think that means he is smart enough. If you're listening, <laughs> Sheehan, I, I think we beat you. You knew you were throwing bad, bad darts at us. All right. Next swing and bunt. We got our man, my man. I don't know if you claim him. I love him. Gary. He's your man. Gary Sanchez. El Gary. Crying. Now, was he really crying? Who cares? He was clearly sad. In the dugout because two strike three balls bounced in the dirt. He didn't block them. He let that runner get the first. And uh, he knows he's been he knows that's been an issue his blocking. So yep. I think uh, in the end, 
he said and Joe said that Joe and Tony Pena weren't yelling at him, which some people thought they were consoling him and letting him know, don't worry. Yeah. You threw that runner out. We'll go look at the tape and figure it out. So we appreciate you. So what do you think of him showing that kind of emotion after they won? That was after the victory sitting in the dugout, shook, shook hands, celebrated with right. Dylan, threw the guy out at second Holt. What do you think of him crying? So we, we have a clear stance on crying that needs to be addressed first that you and I, a lot of the, a lot of the world slash old male stereotypes don't have that we're, we're fine slash love crying. I'm pro crying. So pro crying, you know, all the military people returning home from war and their dog freaks out or they're surprising their kid at the little league game. Anything that, you know, the, those America's got talent type shows. Um, I know the, the, the deaf girl that was singing lately, that was, you know, if you haven't seen that, yeah, you're going to cry. So get over it. But emotions are good. Crying is a good emotion. Most Well, crying can also be a very sad emotion. Let's get that great, clear. But, no, this this is fine. It's Yankees, Red Sox. He's emotional. He's Obviously, his defense has been a, a thing of no. And, you know, people like me, you and me, I mean, we, we like to think we're well thought out and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But there was a time when you and me were talking about kind of heavy future of the Yankees. And if Judge moves to first, does Gary move to first? And you start looking at their – defense more so their knees for both of them we think but i don't know i'm more than fine with this i i like this if anything yeah so if, if you're a player and you're crying during the game like if they zoomed in on gary after he let that pass ball go and the game's oh. still playing that's terrible you cannot yeah. be crying while playing and he didn't cry while playing he sucked it up he threw maybe the perfect throw to get brock holt out and then after the game, he's like, shit, they've, I got benched for this. They've been yelling at me for this. Everyone's been on my ass for this, and I just did it. And uh, sure, he cares. So, yeah, we'll get more into his actual play later. But yeah, Gary's showing emotion. Now, he could have walked into the clubhouse and done that in private. Yeah. but I, and, and then I had so many people tweeting at me, he's not crying. It's just sweat. Like, yo, that's like someone's like a gay guy screaming, I'm not gay. What is wrong with crying? <laughs> You clearly think that he's like a pussy for crying. He's not. Yeah. All right. We're moving we're, past it. We're both fine with it. it. I, but, I, but no, the, the, the one idea that I couldn't get out right there was, has there been a, a player like crying mid game in major league baseball? Have we missed this? I can't think Cause of it. if you, I, if the, I need, I need to see that like a little league moment, like someone just boots two balls and starts crying. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think that's happened, but if it has, please let us know. Yeah, I would send that in. Need to see that. Okay, moving on to gappers. And Jeter drives one of the gap in left center field. Some uh, little in-between stuff. We got, uh, Let's. who do you want to go first? Tyler, Chapman, Gumby. You choose. I'm going to go Chapman because I think that's the biggest gapper. Or in, in people's minds, I think that's the biggest gapper. I'm going to say this, which <laughs> is going to multiply the loudness because – People aren't going to like both statements. I think Girardi is handling this well. <laughs> Araldis Chapman is the best closer in baseball when he's right. I think that's a pretty fair argument. You'll you'll get some Kimbrel. You'll get some other guys. That's fine. But the fact that it's an open discussion means there's a lot of truth to it. And if Chapman gets right, 
Girardi's been saying all the things that if he gets right, that man will be our closer and he will be the best at it. So I, I know it was probably delayed a game or two and guys, again, it's easier to overreact than underreact, you know, make, make this a good thing. Make this, you know, we've got the cool open bullpen. You could be pitching the sixth or you could be pitching the ninth, whatever. You know, find some lefty matchups for Chapman. Let him get cruising again, whether that's the eighth inning, whether it's the ninth, whatever it is. The most important thing is get that dude right. Get that dude right. <laughs> so I, I think what Girardi's been saying is good. I think, yeah, he, sh- he should lose a couple closer opportunities, especially with the way Batances has held up and Robertson's been pitching. So, yeah, I guess that's a very optimistic hat to wear, but that's that's where I'm at. Same place. I do the live broadcast during games where people ask me questions as we're watching. It's pretty fun. A lot of times you get people in there that suck, but a lot of the people in there that watch us with me and you're probably listening to this, uh, I think they're enjoyable. And someone asked me who should be the closer of the Yankees. Like who, who should get the nod as the closer of the Yankees? And my response is very similar to what Joe came out and said a couple days later. The only person that should ever have the closer role is Chapman. And right now he should not have it. So we go closer by committee, which they're doing. Like, I don't think in the interim you say, okay, but you're now my closer. No, no one gets the title because Chapman no. and, and everyone can only look, you know, one week at a time and like, how can you say that he's been terrible? Well, he has been terrible, but when he's right, like you said, he's the best closer on the team by far. So, uh, yeah, get that dude right. And it, it turns it turns into a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if any any of those good bullpen arms blow the game, you point to the other one and say, "Oh, why don't we get him in here?" Because he would have got those guys out. It's like, well, you know, eight out of nine times, all all of those guys get everyone out, but they're each going to have that, that ninth time. So the fact that we have six bullpen guys for Joe, Joe to pick and choose from has led to so much backseat driving and Monday morning quarterbacking. And that's why teams normally have an eighth inning guy and a ninth inning guy, because then you can't question the manager at the end. But there's so much talent. It's it, another good problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, one more note. You said you liked how Joe's handling it. I loved that um, he's stuck with Chapman. He's my closer. And everyone's like, he shouldn't be. So, like you said, maybe it was a, a delayed. Maybe Joe comes to this conclusion one or two games beforehand. Whatever. I loved that Joe was like, they asked him after the game when Chapman did terrible again. He's like, I, I got to sleep on it. Um, I don't know if he's my closer anymore. I got to sleep on it. And then goes to sleep, comes back to the stadium. All the media is like, okay, did you sleep on it? And he's like, yeah, not my closer. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> good sleep. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. Good. Okay. Cool. Made me laugh. It was just so formula. I got to sleep on it. Did you sleep on it? Yeah, he's not my closer anymore. <laughs> Tyler Austin returns and... uh Cooper down, and a lot of people were like, why is Cooper being sent down? He was good. It's like, well, Cooper didn't hit a home run. Tyler Austin has now uh, proven he was a better option against Boston especially. Man, big home run. Tyler Austin, we we cracked a couple jokes when we were talking about him and Hicks returning. We, we both joked that should we even mention Austin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I've, I've been wrong on him. I mean, I never knocked his talent. I just thought the Yankees didn't see him as an answer. And the Yankees calling him up and sending Coop down, I didn't see them doing that. And they did. And it's the smart move. So I was wrong there. Uh, but 
I'm, I'm very happy to be wrong. You know what's a real because the the fans that are barking about Cooper and I, I get it. Cooper had a couple good games, but the thing that gets lost in baseball and I, I was looking into Tyler Austin a little bit because again we we half laughed at it the other day. We we're like, yeah, we if you come up and play well, we'll take you, Tyler. And okay, so you did. Thanks. I didn't. He was drafted out of high school by the Yankees, so he's been in the Yankees minor league slash system for eight years it's it's just kind of wild he's 18 to almost 26 he turns 26 in a few days and just think about how much you change from age 18 to 26 but he's also he's been under in a part of the Yankees organization for eight years better part of a decade so the Yankees know this guy they know what he's about and so yeah if you want to get excited about a couple Garrett Cooper games I get that but the Yankees know this guy they like this guy and he adds you know, he's first base, and he plays a little bit of the corner outfield, so he's a little more versatile than Cooper. That's actually really clutch. So we'll see. All right. Uh, he, I mean, he since coming up, uh, again, we haven't watched. We, this is before the Sunday game, but he's four for eight with uh, a home run off Chris Sale and two hits off Chris. Well, no, he got robbed on his second one, but he put the ball in play hard off Chris Sale. I said in my postgame recap, Austin, you got to roll on this team as long as sales in Boston. If he can continue to hit him, we'll go into the roster dynamics and how he actually fits in because it's actually tough to find yeah. a spot. So gapper wise right now, all you can say about Austin is very smart move by the Yankees timing wise. And it's worked yeah. out. All right. Next gapper, Jordan Montgomery, Gumby sent down. CC's healthy. I think Tanaka is going to be healthy enough to make his next start. He's supposed to. So Gumby's the odd man out. Uh, a lot of people think they're toying with Gumby. Saw a lot of people upset, saying they're they're treating him bad, like kind of Ref Snyder. Um, I don't. I didn't even think that. Someone else had to say that and me read it to put it in my head. Uh, I think he's on an innings limit. Yeah, p- pitching's a whole different animal. We we messed up with Ref Snyder, and it is what it is. And I I think he sticks with Toronto, and he I don't I wouldn't say he burns us, but I I dude's a major league player. Gumby, it's yeah, he's a young pitcher with innings restrictions. We got a couple extra arms. He's gonna. It's not like he's not gonna be back on the team. This, you know, this isn't wow. Gumby got demoted. No, this is. He's he's gonna be back. He, you know, <laughs> we we didn't know when he would be coming back when all the trades started, and then he was what our fourth starter for a second there. So this, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if next week we were saying, oh, Gumby's coming back up for a start. You know, it's I wouldn't be shocked at all. I almost expected in my brain. Yeah. Uh, my thought is, is are, is he going to start in the minors or are they just going to skip him and then bring him up? In it, in my head, I wouldn't think so unless they wanted to, you know, his if it's his fifth day or his third day where he normally does work, if they'd rather have him pitch two innings in a minor league game. I have no qualms with that, obviously. The interesting thing, I, I bounced it off you because I. I don't know, but you know, next week they have a off day coming up. So I wonder if weeks that they have off weeks, they're staying five man rotation weeks that they don't, they're going six man rotation. I don't know. We'll see. But no, this, I mean, if you're Gumby, you want to be on the Yankees and get that, but no, it's not a slap in the face or a mistreatment. I would say. I agree. Okay. Big stinky cheese. Got some cheese, bud. Got some big stinky cheese. The big stinky cheese. Is that a sound clip? No, could be. No, it's uh, throw the high. Whatever. You they, they just yeah. heard it. I just put it in the show. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought mine might be nice. So <laughs> the big stinky cheese 
These are hard to come up with because at the time, it's usually just like, are we good? Which is what we used last week. <laughs> yeah. But judging on your guys' questions and response on Twitter, what everyone's worried about, there's two things. There's um, Let's do judging the three spot first. Yeah. Uh, the Boston series has really, really shined a light. He's Now, I am usually I say that lineup does not matter that much. Three hole is definitely one of the ones that matters more than the others, but his spots come up a ton with guys on. Yeah. Joe's not dropping him. Joe said that. Yeah. He's batting third Sunday and Joe said he's not dropping him. Where do you stand on this? I'm really split. I don't have, which is boring for the listener. I don't have hard determination. He definitely should be dropped or if Joe was to drop him, I'd say that makes sense. If Joe was to keep him there and say, we need to ride him out, I say that would make sense. The Yankees have won five out of six games this week. They should, could be 6-0, and and maybe Judge hurt the chance of that. Maybe it was the bullpen. Is both. Bullpen more. The bullpen wins, and we're 6-0 and with this Judge slump. slump. So, there was a Mets game where Judge didn't come through. Didi comes through behind him. There's another Mets game. Judge doesn't come through. Gary comes through behind him. Tyler Austin comes up, hitting home runs. Gary's going crazy. Chase Headley hit 350 on the week. So the team's winning with Ju- with Judge in the three hole. So the they're picking him up. So I can understand saying it's not damaging us that much. If Gary's hot as hell, he's going to see better pitches with Gary behind him because they're scared of Gary. They're not that scared of Judge. So he's going to see fastballs and hopefully those help him get out of the slump. So that's the argument for keeping him in the three hole. And don't mess with his head. More than it already is messed up. The argument for moving him is he fucking sucks right now, and he's blowing a lot of chances with runners on, and those chances keep coming to the three-hole position, and he's the worst guy in that spot right now. So I'm pretty split, right in the middle. Whatever Joe does, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm interested to see. We've talked about how much your view of someone can kind of change on a game-to-game basis in baseball. I think I'm at... And again, if if Judge leaves a couple bases loaded situations, I could very well change. So I I think this is either my one game stance or my one week stance because as we'll delve into, I looked into next week a little bit, and we've got we've got a little bit of a hitter's delight coming up. We do. Do you want to save this for? You can go a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, I and I will we'll delve further into it, but it's either if he doesn't get out of it by next week, you got to do something, or if he. If he has a bad game today, then, you know, I, if he does slide down, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. And then it could be one of those, wow, you know, they move Judge down to the sixth slot, and then this week he has a big week because it's against big pitching, you know, or bad pitching. So it's – you could spin things different ways. It's – um that's my one-game, one-week plan. Sounds good. We'll, we'll see. If, if, he, if he does get dropped, I, I don't have a problem with it at this point. Like, Me neither. Like we that- mentioned, and I think we – now we should talk about this now that the game they did blow I'm 60 40 that it was 60% bullpen 40% lineup I think you said you were 80 20 yeah but I'm I'm fine with 60 40 as long as the bullpen is higher than judge I'm fine but the way people were responding were acting like it was all judges faults like did you watch the game yeah no I mean the, the bullpen clearly didn't do their part but the offense could have absolutely ended the game. Yeah, the the other thing, and I this will feed the the judge blamers a little more, but it's it's honestly how I thought 
was that Ben Etienne, he was out playing judge. And, you know, he came up with his bases loaded at bat. He did his thing. Judge had his two bases loaded that he didn't do his thing. So, yeah, I mean, you can go back to the earlier series though, in the whole first half and say, judge played better than Ben Tendy. Oh, so absolutely. To go game by game is. Yeah. That's baseball. My other, I had one other thing I wanted to clarify. When I say that the lineup doesn't matter, I think one, two, and three matter. One, two, three, four matter. Five through eight. I don't think really come into play. I don't, it's not that bad. Whatever. My main point is people keep saying, drop him down to five so we can clear his head. That makes no sense to me. When a guy is in the box, standing with his feet in the batter's box, and a pitch is coming at him, there's nothing in his brain where he's like, oh, I'm just batting fifth. This is easier. It makes no fucking difference. The ball's coming at yeah. you. You got to hit it. There's, whether you're first or ninth, third or fifth, yeah. you're in the, I, you got to hit. It's just the concept that if you're – if your seventh hitter strikes out with a couple runners in scoring position, you're like, oh, well, that's your seventh hitter. If your third, fourth hitter does that, then you're like, crap, that was a, a great opportunity for us. I don't know. You're you're right. Yeah, that's all semantics to me. Yeah. I, don't put much stock in that. All right. The other big stinky cheese that a lot of people had questions is, what does our healthy lineup look like if everyone comes up? Someone asked me this on the live stream. Now, if Castro comes back right. as healthy – if my man Greg Bird comes back and is Not healthy, talking Greg Bird. Not talking which he's Greg on his Bird. way, he's he's on his way mashing the minor leagues right now. And Holiday comes back, and he's the bigger question mark. A lot of people are just straight up done with Holiday. So, well, he's our second best producer for the first half and grinds out at bats. Here's my second lineup. half Holiday. No, second half second half Holiday hasn't hasn't been healthy, but yes, let's hear it. Brett Gardner. Yes. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Starlin Castro. I know you wanted to put Greg Bird right there. I saw it. I, I felt it in your breath. Starlin Castro. Then you go lefty Greg Bird. Then you go. No. Yeah, you have to put Bird or DD five because you go lefty. We'll go DD for the sake of. We're going DD. We'll we go lefty DD five. Righty Castro, sixth. Lefty Bird, seventh. Righty Holiday, eighth. Headley Frazier, platoon, ninth. Yeah. Now, those guys have to come back healthy and swinging. I think Holiday's the biggest question mark out of the three. Crazy enough, it, it should be Bird. But Have we heard when Holiday is supposed to be coming back? Do we know? He's in Class A Tampa right now. Okay. Playing. Yeah, and Something, again, that I, I only know from my nerdy baseball franchise thing I play is that roster stuff gets a little tricky when you want guys on the 40-man and on the playoff roster. So I'm I'm sure you – know, I'm assuming Cashman knows what he's doing with that with guys on the DL and different things. I mean, Matt Holiday's to prove himself, especially with, you know, Tyler Austin, Greg Bird. You know, there's still the Clint Frazier fan base out there. It's um the waning. I'm starting to feel bad for those guys. Just table your fanhood for Clint Frazier for next season. Yeah. Cause we got we got a lot of guys this year. I mean, Gardy Hicks, Judge Lock. In my opinion, yeah. Gary's a lock. First base we have to see. I'm I still won't mention he will he who will not be named. Um Greg Bird. If he comes back and he can swing it like he can, that would be awesome. But then you start talking about it and 
I feel like Tyler Austin deserves to be mentioned, and he's this first base corner outfielder guy. I think he'd DH. I think, I think if so, so that's what people are wondering. How's the lineup going to look? So here's, let's think it out. If Greg Bird comes back, it starts getting crazy, man. With Headley, Frazier, Austin, Bird, and Holiday, those are five guys that can only play two positions, kind of three if you count the. All right, well, here we, here's how I would do it. Headley, right now, he deserves the everyday at bat. He's yeah. 350 on the week. He's hit, like, over 300 for a while now. He's up. He's got his average up to, like, 270, which is crazy considering he had one dead month. Headley deserves every day. So until Bird says, I deserve every day, too, you have Headley is either versus a lefty, Headley's batting righty, him and Frazier are two righties playing the corners. Versus a righty, Headley's batting lefty, playing third, Bird's batting lefty, playing first. So it's either Headley and Bird or Headley and Frazier, lefty, righty, platoon. And and Headley being able to play both corners really helps out there. And Austin would be your left-handed DH? Because yeah. then where's Matt Holiday? Well, he's your right-handed DH, and Austin is also a backup outfielder. Corner outfielder. And Wade goes down. Yeah. Corner outfielder, and Wade goes down. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, and I mean... Wait, know, with- Austin's right-handed. Yeah, that's what I said. That's left-handed. Oh, lefty pitcher. Left, left-handed pitcher yeah, yeah. DH. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're you're not going to give Matt Holiday at bats against left-handed pitching. Maybe on those days, Guardy, Guardy sits. Yeah, if it's a tough lefty. Guardy sits. Hicks. Uh, Austin plays. I think the two important things is that Yanks need to keep winning, so that if this is an issue by playoff time, that's a good thing. Until then. This is an issue for about 10 days, not even, because then with September call-ups, you know, you can you can bring up a bunch of guys. So don't let it keep you up at night. I, I know that's the appeal that, especially, and I put, put my heart out there, man, watching the Yankees-Red Sox games, a playoff series between these two teams would be awesome. Awesome. We've seen how close they are. They are just... They're matched up, and it's just fun games. And, it, it, you know, just I'll give Boston there just a little bit of love. I mean, guys like Sale and, man, Devers, and I know he's – he's Devers. Devers, whatever. The fun stat I saw in uh, Devers, which I'll get out there, and this is will be the end of my Red Sox love, everyone. Four players all time have hit home runs in back-to-back games – versus the Yankees before turning age 21. You want to guess a couple names? No. Okay. So it's Rafael Devers, Ken Griffey Jr., Ted Williams, and Babe Ruth. Ken, I thought you were only saying Red Sox, but those are all Red Sox besides yeah. Griffey, right? But that's I, – I know that's, that's where if you're a baseball geek – Stats and facts like that are awesome. And if you're not, you're like, who cares at all? I will say Devers looks awesome. Super fun for Boston fans. We had that in uh, Bird in 2015. We had that in Gary in 2016. And we had that in Judge 2017. So don't forget that uh, we got those guys too. They, they yeah. level off, and then uh, Gary is not leveled off anymore. Yeah, He's and that's that's where it's fun. If someone says I'm comparing Devers to those guys right now, no, I'm not. But the games are really fun right now. Would love that for, to be a playoff series. But we need 
we need all those guys healthy coming up in a little over a month and we need to be dancing in the playoffs so it's it's fun and good to talk about uh, I'd say the only thing that would really need harping on because again if Greg Bird's right Todd Frazier Headley Austin I think those all mix into kind of what you were saying about the bottom of the lineup before if those guys are down there you know they've They've got a chance to have a good game. They got a chance to have a bad game. Is what it is. Castro, Castro is an all-star player, so that's he's really good. We haven't mentioned him a lot. To to have him back and have him right would be a, a big, a big another bat to have in the lineup. Another thing, Sale four starts zero wins. Yeah, kind of like that. Not to say he hasn't pitched incredibly well against us, but it's a little fun tidbit. Yeah, that we've always come at him. And there's to to. Pipe, pipe, pipe my own Twitter. That's not a phrase. Uh, to toot my own horn, I don't know. Some guy wrote a Stocks article that was, if Chris Sale wins his next three starts against the Yankees, he should be up for the MVP award. So, yeah, that cool. And then I, I, you know, I have these quick like tidbit moments of anger. You kind of know, like I, it just it's more aggressive than I normally am for a second. And so I, I responded to that guy. I said, yeah. And if my sister had a dick, she'd be my brother. So. That's that's where I stand on that. Moving on to awards. And the award. Who goes first? I think you go first. My pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Is El Gary. And I was a little hesitant because I feel like he's all I ever talk about. And I hate how there are people on Twitter that are Judge fans. More so than they are Yankee fans. Like the Yankees will win, but Judge didn't get a hit. And they're like, it's not the same when Judge doesn't get hit, get a hit. And it is. The Yankees won. So I don't want to come off that way with El Gary. I'm not. I'm a Yankee fan. But he's my, I What's like your him a lot. favorite player? My favorite player. And he kind of had my back. Yeah. You know, I, I yelled at him a couple weeks ago. I said, you, I had your back, man. And that you played in like shit. So he was my motherfucker of the week. Yeah. But I was very supportive. And he's... He's made me feel good about that because his bat, man, ooh, his bat is insane. Yeah. He had 308 on the week, four home runs, 10 RBIs. Just, he's a monster. Yeah. The home run he hit to dead center off, I think it was DeGrom. He had like one hand on the bat. Yeah. Didn't really get it all and just sent it. And then the next at bat after that, he fights one off. He immediately knew he just popped it up. It was three feet away from going over the wall. Kid's strong. I saw him in person. He looks chubby on screen, kind of. But I saw him pretty close when he was taking batting practice and just like a t-shirt. Pretty ripped. Yeah. Pretty strong. Pretty pretty strong kid. I call him Teddy Bear Gary. Uh, I think him crying in the dugout. A lot of people think he's like a hothead, lazy show off because he bat flips and gets excited and stuff. I think uh, I think I see him more as a teddy bear and like a little like emotional yeah. cute kid. And him crying in the dugout uh, is uh, a, a win on my side, Mom. Yeah. Hope. My mom's the one that says he's a punk. <laughs> like, I don't think he's a punk. I think he's uh, a teenager, basically. He's 24, <laughs> married with a kid. But so. his mind, his mindset is very much of a teddy bear. Is, uh, and, a lot, and he's keep it up. because It was a win for the L. Gary fans. Yeah. Especially since I had this hat made last week and he's taken off. Right. And a lot of people are saying my hat may be the reason. I think it is uh, 1000%. And yeah, we okay, cool. we talked about the stat. Gary's because they had the same amount of at-bats, Gary and Judge. And Gary's home run numbers, I think, have passed Judge now. No. They, oh, oh, um, career Career, wise. yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like, well, in mean, like Gary hit 20 last year in two In months. like the same amount of at-bats. So 
yeah, Gary, Gary crushed it. Oh, Gary. And uh, his, his tell when he's going to hit a home run is pretty nice. So I, we called two. So last week, Jake and I both, no, it was this, they were both this week. The one where it's the Mets, Gary has, if he hits a hard foul ball, like a rocket foul ball, he will straighten that out within the next couple of pitches or at bats and hit a home run. So the first time Jake and I tweeted at the same time, basically the same thing. Like if you're looking at those foul balls, you should know he's going to hit a home run soon. Yeah. And then the next, that at bat, he hit a home run. And then the game against Porcello, who pitched Pomerantz? Who the hell pitched against? Uh, might've been Pomerantz. I'm blank. Whatever. Gary crushed a line drive foul ball, his first at bat. And I'd said, if we know that the foul ball indicator is what we know it yeah. is, he's going to hit a monster home run this this game. I had to go film a wedding, come back from a wedding, turn on Gary's at bat and crushes a home run. I forgot I said that because, you know, I went and worked in no. between and someone just tweeted me like, dude, you called it again. It's like, yeah, I think we could all start calling it. It's yeah. pretty easy tell. Just cool. Cool. It's very cool. All right. You're, you're pride of the Yankees. My pride, pride, pride of the, pride of the Yankees. I, um, it's between two guys. I'm going to mention the other guy a little later. I, I went down to Tantas and Delhi had a great week. He was what five innings pitched, um, no earn runs, almost 11 Ks per nine, only gave up one hit, one walk. So the, the other guys, I, I, I will mention again later, uh, could have got this award. He also had a great week. Um, also a member of the bullpen. No spoilers. Um, but here's <laughs> here's here's the thing. And it, it comes back to the whole Chapman situation and just where baseball is at nowadays is a, a fear slash intimidation factor. And when Dallin Batances is on, he's almost as frightening as Chapman. Just this huge intimidating guy that throws unhittable stuff. I think the only thing that keeps the Tances from being a full out <laughs> Chapman, which <laughs> I'll probably get killed for that because everyone's mad at Chapman, but or when Chapman's right is that Chapman's Chapman has better control. But Tances can be naturally wild in a good way, can be wild in a bad way. But Batances has to step up right now and be that kind of big intimidator in our bullpen, I think, until Chapman gets right. And he's he he very much did his part. Five games on the week, five out of six games so far with three saves. Three saves, one hold. I thought he was on his way to immaculate inning against the sale right. game, the Saturday day game. And I think he could have, but Gary dropped strike three and let him on. And then Gary made up for it with the best throw in the world. Actually, that throw was like beautiful. Yeah. So quit, That's quit talking perfect. about Al Gary, Jimmy. Okay. Let, let, leave it alone, man. Um, I'll leave it alone. I got Al Gary on the mind. I want to say something about Batances. Okay. In his post game, in his post game interview, Meredith asked him, when did, when did you know you were going to close? He said, when I saw Robertson go in for the eighth. That's funny. Yeah. But also said, well, what do you think about getting a closer? And he said, I'm just filling in for my buddy who's who needs a little help right now. He'll be back closing. So some people hate the cliched professional answer that rolled off his tongue pretty naturally. Yeah. naturally. And I was like, shit, Dylan, that was a really good answer. Great attitude. Shows the team is... Yeah, I just got my buddies back while he's going through someone now. He's going to get good. That's what he said. I was like, I, I feel like I've been saying it a lot, but what Tances is four time all-star now. Is it four or three? Yeah. And we, you know, when we first kind of started doing the podcast, it was when he was slumping and we were discussing trading this guy. And I, I don't know, I guess we 
Dylan Batances needs more love. The next couple weeks are going to be very, very big weeks for him. So excited. All right, my uh, Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. I knew we were going to talk about Judge with the streak and three-hole, um, so I let that slide just because I don't want to make it all Judge because he was a clear-cut favorite for a motherfucker uh, out of me, and maybe you have him. I don't know. But my motherfucker is Tommy Canely. Yeah. And it's small, and it's just... Um, five what five in me. one week again, so... MFers. Yeah, tough. five in one week, so hard. But Canley comes into the game twice. The first time, no earned runs, fine, but runner on third versus the Mets. He's got a guy 0 2, and he just tries to power a fastball by him in the count and uh, got lifted in the air. Run scores, tying run. Now we have a tie game. Now, the game that sucked, that we lost, Green walks the guy on a really close call. Then the guy gets a hit, which Didi was an inch away from snagging, turning into double play. Canely comes in with two on, gets a guy 0-2 again, and throws a changeup, which is his third best pitch, in the zone. And just puts wood on it, and now the game is, now we're losing. Or was it, now it's tied again, whatever the hell. Yeah. So, Canely, you have lights out stuff. You're a maniac. He's got the twitchiest glove hand in the world. If you're looking at me, he holds the ball like this. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) calm down. You're scaring me. But pitch selection, pitch choice. I don't know if he is a I'm not going to shake the catcher and just throw whatever he calls kind of guy, which is Chris Sale is like that. And I have previously said how I love guys like that because it just shows they're confident in anything. Like, yeah, just tell me. I don't want to think. I just want to throw. So I do like that. So I don't know if he's that. I don't know if he's shaking to this pitches, but he's got to know when you when you get a guy 0-2, put him away, put it off the plate because they're scared of you, dude. Yeah. So it's if if you weren't gonna have him, I I probably would have. And it's this guy still has video game numbers, so it's 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 tough to tough to fully poke at it. I mean, he's. His his strikeouts are are crazy. He was better with the White Sox, and you know it, it sounds bad, but a young reliever coming to a playoff situation for the first time that's it's why he wasn't talked about as you know kind of being competitive as a closer because you really got to <laughs> prove yourself. <laughs> we were we were talking about Dylan Batanzas, four time All Star, um, <laughs> and we had our doubts about him for a little bit there. So I think, and I you know not sending daggers, especially while you got that hat on. But I think while Gary's behind the plate issues are there, I think they're a little bit about throwing that change up where it has to be when it has to be in the dirt to try to get strike three. I think there's well, Romine was catching him for that. Well, I where's okay. So there's still something there, but the, I reached out to my dude, Mark Simon, my nerdy baseball guy uh, still hasn't gotten back to me. I'm, I'm just interested to see because <laughs> <laughs> that change up just feels like, it sits there a little bit. I feel like there's not enough speed difference between the the 99 fastball and the 92 changeup. Like it feels like, and maybe it's just Ben and Tiendi and I'm letting the, the Hobbit get in my head a little bit, but it seems like he goes to swing for the 98 fastball, realizes he's ahead and then still gets that barrel on there. So I, I don't know if it's a changeup thing. I really like the slider. It had some good movement and was like 86 ish. We'll see for the rest of this year if it's – I don't want to say the 7th. Maybe I'll say the 7th. Maybe 7th, 8th, ninth. 
I don't want to see Canely out there if Ben and Tandy's up. That's all I'll say. I'll say this to everyone: like it's Joe's fault. He got to know that Canely can't come in with inherited runners. And I just gave you a loser nerd ver- voice because that's how I think of you <laughs> yeah. if you say that. Because he's a fucking relief pitcher. Their job is to come in with inherited runners. If Joe starts babying his relief pitchers, oh, this guy can't come in with inherited runners. Well, that's his job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. moving on. You're, you're a motherfucker. My Yankee mother fluffer. Um, I'm going to keep this one tight because I, I picked him last week out of sadness. It's it's Araldis. I, a lot a lot of bullpen stuff for me. And I think as it should be because we've, you know, we decided when we went out and got Canley and Robinson, Robertson that this was going to be the strength of our team. That if you get a lead going into the later innings, the game's over. We've got power arm after power arm after power arm. And he, he just needs to get right, kind of no ifs and buts about it. And again, it was it was a good week. So there, it basically comes down. There was only like three real options. It was Chapman, Canley, or Judge. And I'm I'm just gonna go Chapman because I think he needs to be right if this team wants to wants to actually have a go at the World Series. I think we we just saw. I mean, even if Judge has a slumpierish rest of the year. He's still an absolute threat with his bat to go yard at any time. And the Yanks lineup can go forward without him necessarily being MVP. I don't think we can get, win a World Series without Aralis Chapman being right. I agree. Yeah, motherfucker two times in a row, huh? Yeah, I mean, last week shouldn't have really counted. That was just like pure sadness. <laughs> but <laughs> All right, my first uh, award now, just, you know, regular award. Regular award. award. <clears throat> is... Uh, Hey, man, thanks for not retiring. Yeah. And that goes to CeCe Sabathia, because if you hadn't heard, CeCe had told Joe previously, one more severe injury and I'm done. I'm not playing for the money anymore. I'm playing because I want to help the team and I want to help get a ring, which I, I think I've said a lot that CeCe is the number one. I'm just here to help the team like the most selfless player on the roster, which kind of proved my point there. So when he came off the mound last week with, or two weeks ago with the knee injury, he thought it was a new thing, a completely new injury, re-injured himself. And he was like, I'm done. Joe was like, Hey, it may just be that same injury. And the pain just came back momentarily. Let's go get all checked out. They went and did all the checked surgeries that were not surgery, the MRIs, all the x-rays, whatever. And it was, it was the same exact injury. There was no new damage. The cortisone shots, whatever they were doing, didn't work. So they had to go put the cortisone in different spots, numb it. I don't know the technical terms. They had to refigure out how to numb this injury when he pitches. And they did. He felt great. Came back. Hey, uh, I'm thinking about retiring, Joe. No, you should go uh, pitch for us against Sale. And he does it. Now he's got, what, like 20 innings against the Red Sox this year with two earned runs. Yeah. Fucker Ben Intendi trying to bunt back to him with two outs to test the knee. Pretty rude move. Dude, real I I I asked if that was kind of Bush League. I I don't know. It's and not even Bush League. It's like Ben Intendi's so hot and he's like arguably your best player and you're just trying to slap bunts because CC's old, fat, and hurt. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Pretty bad mindset. Goes to show you that Ben Intendi is a a, a piece of shit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yowza! No. <laughs> All right. So yeah, thanks for not retiring, CC. Uh, That's my just award. A quick, quick little, quick hitter. 
if the Yankees offered a one-year, ten million contract for CC to come back next year, are you in on it? Yeah, do one-year contracts until he retires. Okay, and he'll be bullpen guy, uh, a spot starter, and clubhouse presence. And I, I, the way he's talking, maybe he just wants to retire. Um, but I'd offer him one year, small amount of, con- like what we did with Kuroda until Kuroda wanted to go to Japan. Like, Hey, we'll give you one year, whatever you want until you want to go back to Japan. Okay. Do it with CC. Cool. All right. Your first award. My first award is, uh, another classic. Everyone wants it. Not everyone can get it. It's the, I led the team in batting average and run scored this week. Stop talking about these other corner position players. Chase Hadley. Um, do you chase ball? That's chase ball, baby. You mentioned the stats, 350 this week. He scored the most runs on the team, you know, and there's not a lot of guys out there that, you know, we're talking about playoff rosters, lineup versus lefties versus righties, this, that, and the other. This dude is uh, could play a solid third or first base, switch hit, and he's just playing good baseball from the bottom of the lineup. I mean, he's Chase deserves more love, especially when we've been opening every show with Greg Bird. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they are not fighting each other for rosters much like someone. I still have a lot of chase haters coming at me because I have been defending him from the jump. Right. Like it was one bad month. He had one bad month last year. Let's see how it plays out. And I have never ever been more correct in defending a dude. Yeah. It was one bad month and everything else has been 300 months. So yeah, go me. Uh, I've got a lot of people. I had some people come out and say, Hey, I was wrong. You were right. Awesome. I will be wrong about stuff in the future. So that's a lot great. of stuff. Had a lot of people, a lot of stuff. I had a lot of people come and they're still mad at chase saying he's bad and shit. Some guy said, I won't even get into it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those people, no, you're currently wrong. Chase Headley. Good. Okay. Second, second award. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. It goes to the, this is the award for, and I'm not making this up on the spot either. It's, um, Hey, nice bad bunt attempt. It really brought the team together. Because Severino. Could be anyone. Oh, it's heavy. Okay. <laughs> so Severino gets up against the Mets. Bunting situation. Lays down probably the worst bunt you can possibly do. Pops it straight up. Um, not supposed to put bunts in the air. But it somehow was a seeing eye pop-up bunt. And fell into a space between the pitcher and the first baseman. <laughs> that was about a foot wide. Where was a base hit. And it just, you just, the dugout, all, do you see the clips? Yeah. All celebrating at once. CeCe's there. Sonny Gray's there. David Robertson was going nuts. Wade asking for the ball. Wade asking for the ball. Most, most Wade moment ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, cool, so, you're very conscious, but have a, have a good time, <laughs> man. That's kind of like funny. Like everyone's having a great time in the moment and someone else is like, man, we got to remember this. We got to remember this. Like, Let's enjoy it first. Enjoy it first and then, yeah. But yeah, so bad bunt by Severino, but um, I don't know. It's always fun to see the dugout just complete in complete joy yeah. and uh, excitement. Excitement. So it was it was bad skill led to a great moment. All right, that's all I got. You're up. My second award again could go to anyone. Is keep talking about Canely when Daddy has been doing this in the Bronx for years. You even gave Delhi the Pride of the Yankees award. You fool! It's David Robertson. <laughs> Man, did he write his own award and come at you pretty hot? He came at me for his own award. It was the whole thing was a little weird. But I mentioned Patantis was five games, five innings pitched, one hit, one walk, ten Ks per nine innings. Robertson, four games, a win, a save, and a hold, five innings pitched, also only gave up one hit, 
three walks, 11 strikeouts. He's got almost 20 strikeouts per nine innings. So he had 11, 11 Ks this week. Patances had six. And I mentioned, you know, Patances is the intimidator, the hard stuff. When he's right, it's untouchable. Robertson's making his case, and, I mean, he's already got a bunch of saved-up Yankee love from when he was on the Yankees. Again, I think a phrase that I've, I've always liked from Scott Van Pelt is, how good is your good? And Batances is good. Chapman's good is better than Robertson's good. Even Canely, you hate to say it because Robertson has a lot of built-up love. No, I, I won't. I won't. I'm we, Robertson. Um, but, dude, the dude balled out. And kind of like Batances said, you know, Chapman, their, their brother, he's down right now. You know, Chad Green did good. Canely kind of ruined how his week looked. Canely needs to figure it out a little bit. But, um. Yeah, Robertson and Batances, man, they they did their thing. If the if those guys were eighth inning, eighth inning, ninth inning guys on another team, you'd say, wow, that's a pretty good bullpen. So yeah, I got a fun fact about Robertson. Sure. In his last five appearances, he's come in in the seventh inning, then the sixth inning, then the eighth inning, then the ninth inning, then the seventh inning. So Joe's using him pretty fluidly, and I really like. And him. it's. We'll again see when Chapman gets right, but he's the only one, <laughs> and I don't know if it's not because his stuff's not as good, but it's not as intimidating that he <laughs> he doesn't really have the argument that if if Robertson goes in and blows the ninth and that you didn't use Batances, you're getting a lot of shit. That's so. All right, uh, I think that's all for awards. I had one lined up for Tyler Austin, but we we gave him enough love yeah. already. Let's go into some questions and then next week yeah 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 i uh, got some questions let's do these quickly yeah i have a question would either of you like to see any last minute additions made to the team before september if not what september call-ups are you excited about additions wise i don't even want to think about it no i think we with um i mean if you're talking about like trades but if we get our guys healthy castro holiday bird everyone's healthy no we don't need any, i think we're set we just need momentum and good play September call-ups, are you excited about? None. I don't I don't care. I, I want to win games with the team we have. I don't – we're not losing. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, September call-ups could be, a, could be technically like Clint Frazier. <laughs> so – and that's – most people associate him with the current roster. So, yeah, I mean, if it's someone that can help the team, <laughs> obviously, um, nobody on the horizon. We've, we've already got a glut of position players, and if the pitchers are healthy, the pitchers are healthy. So – I will say I'm excited for Chance Adams maybe to get called up and throw like at the end of a game or something like that. Um, just so we can see him because I've been talked to death about Chance Adams and maybe Anduhar to come up. And um, I just want people to shut up about those two guys. Right. So maybe if they see him, they'll, they'll shut up. Does Chapman need a new pitch? And if he does, what pitch should he learn from who? No, he just should. No, his location. His, his fastball is the best fastball in the world, and his slider is probably second and maybe just to Chris Sale when it's right. We haven't seen right Araldis Chapman in a little bit, except the Devers home run game. He threw six of the best pitches I've seen, but yeah. Do you guys prefer the way the Subway Series is now or the three-game sets at different times of the season like it used to be? I didn't give this much thought until I just read it. I like it how it is now. Just get it over with. Four games, two here, two there, in and out, play the Mets. Yeah, the, the series was nice. I, I don't care as, as long as we win them. 
Uh, should we try benching Judge like we did Sanchez, or is it way too risky? Difference is Sanchez. It was a it was a mental thing. Like he was being a little lazy. He wasn't trying. So it was a tough love. They say Judge is out there for early BP every day. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I. Who knows? One. He, you know what? He, he's gonna run into a day off soon anyway so maybe yeah they're gonna black like they're, that they're gonna day offs are gonna come up especially when they have more guys on the roster come september again i i think this this next week coming up um he's he's got all the opportunity in the world but yeah it, and again with how many guys are on this roster if, if he gets benched against a tough variety we don't care that's all that's all the questions we had um if you guys want to start sending fun questions I know that puts you on the spot, but I was doing yeah. my live broadcast. I was doing my live broadcast. Um, it's all these questions about baseball and the Yankees, and it's, that's what we're talking about, so I get it. And then someone just said, what's your favorite kind of bread? Yeah. Got me got me really good. Good <laughs> it's question. Like, it's, a, it's a great That was uh, question. We had, had the Little League World Series on for a little bit, and it, you know, it has all the silly Little League tidbits about the players. And my girlfriend, Jess, was like, this is <laughs> – this is cool. I like this. So send us a little bit yeah. of that. Yeah. I like a little, if you want to do more personal questions, more fun questions, we're down. doesn't always have to be so Yankees. And uh, if you're wondering, my favorite kind of bread is sourdough. When you can get good sourdough, can't get good sourdough on the East coast. As, so, as, as Jimmy, why his, his hair is going gray at age 28. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me that. The fun questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my hair has been going gray since 24. All right. All right, there's something else. Someone wanted me to mention. So Joe Girardi does these charities every day, basically, which is incredible. Yeah. Like every day he wears a shirt for a charity and sits down and talks about that charity. It's like Joe's got a lot on his mind. I yeah. know that someone's just putting a shirt on him and cue cards on the desk, but he sometimes reads them off pretty well, like he's memorizing it. Yeah. So I'm trying to find this because there's a charity this week. Oh, okay. So it's a dance party for Parkinson's in Great Neck, New York. And someone had tweeted in and said their friends involved in that. And they really like us to shout it out. So if you're listening and you want to go dance in uh, Great Neck, go out there and support Parkinson's disease. Get up there. All right. That's all we got, right? Hopefully uh, the Yankees won Sunday. Or I'm sad. I have to film a wedding all day Sunday, so I'll again be watching on my phone, which sucks. Yeah, and hope hopefully Sunny Sunny has kind of a Yankee moment today. That would that would be awesome. Biggest start as a Yankee, but every start down the road will get bigger and bigger for him. Yeah. All right, good shit. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Right? What is what, what's the saying? Subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe, rate, review. We only have five star ratings right now, but there's not that many. But still, that's awesome. Write a review; those make us happy. We're growing. The podcast is growing. It's very new, but growing. Uh, we'd like to grow more. So go have all your family listen to it if you enjoy it. Send in questions, engage, respond. Cool. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Go Yankees. I want to put my grandma saying go Yankees at the end of every episode. Go Yankees. <laughs> I'd like it. See ya. See you, man. Go Yankees. Let's go.